Hello, hello, brothers and sisters. Welcome to 100 Watts in a Wire. Today, we're going to be talking about projects you can do for spring in your shack. Coming up next. And now, from Grid Square Echo Mike 48, this is 100 Watts and a Wire. Here we are. It's Christian. Hello, it's good to see you again. Let's bring in my friend Steve here. We got a little bit of a. Oh, I got to unmute him. It's good to be back here. It's kind of handy to be able to mute you. Oh, or, yeah. You I know. definitely need to be muted. <laughs> good morning, good morning, and welcome to 100 good Watts in a Wire. We are going to be talking about projects you can work oh, no. on uh, in your in your shack today. Yesterday, we talked well, yesterday. Last week, we talked about some of the things that you may want to do outside or just in general. Mm -hmm. And today, we are going to talk about in the shack and... So we are uh, on the air, and I wanted to show you, uh, this is what I'm monitoring this morning. I don't know what the boys are talking about, but or the, the ladies, but they were fellas talking a little earlier today. I don't know what they're talking about, but we are uh, on the air and in the stream. And Steve's joining me. Uh, he had one of those hell nights yesterday. I think you'd call it the hell <laughs> night. Oh, it's been a, a crazy week, but yeah, no, it's... Uh... Got home 10 p.m. last night from uh, from a site that's about three hours each way from here. Take care of a radio site that because uh, that down. was late in the evening. It was like my time. I think it was like seven o'clock, and you're like, yeah. "I'm heading out on a three-hour tour." Like, wow, dude! <laughs> wow, three hours yeah, out, three call. hours back. Yep, got the call uh, from uh, from our knock, and uh, it was like, "Oh, really?" I was like, "Okay," mm -hmm. grabbed all my stuff, and off I went. So one of the cool things I want to talk about today was a uh, story I saw earlier in the week here. And finally, it even says it there on the headline, long overdue. This is from uh, Arizona Central. Finally, the Navajo Code Talkers will have a day in Arizona. And this will be on uh, August 14th, where they'll recognize the Code Talkers. And, you know... I'm not going to rant too much, but this is one of those cases that should have been done a long time ago, and not even just in the state. This should be a national thing, and ham radio this operators... This should be a national, yep. Ham radio operators especially should understand the importance of the code talkers, and this just came out. This was um, a couple of days ago. I picked it up. Let's see if I can find it. There it is, March 30th. So uh just came out. These guys use their own language, and the Japanese could not break that code. You know, it's such a significant thing, and there's only four left. There are four code talkers left, and it's really difficult. I've got some friends that are with, uh, associated with the Native American community. They're either people who have been entrusted or um, adopted. That's actually a really thing, adopted into. Um, and then I have some Native American friends, and it's really difficult to try to speak to the remaining code talkers. And it's complicated, you know, it's complicated because they've, they've given their story, you know, and they should probably be compensated uh, for their stories. But really, there they are right there, the four remaining, uh, the names you mm -hmm. see right there. And I would do anything to speak with them. I don't know anybody in our audience that has any connections to the Navajo Nation, but these are folks that were, you know, of the original. Okay, 29. 29 have died. Wow. Four left. And they're Marines. The U.S. Marines helped us win the war. And finally, mm -hmm. 2021, 
they get recognized on their day. So this is a um, ham radio adjacent for me. It's a ham radio adjacent story and mm-hmm. and an important one. Japanese couldn't break that code, Steve. They were they couldn't. Nope. Get, nope. It wasn't written down. This language is not written down. It's an oral um, language. It's you know, right. And then they just kind of adapted, you know, their language to various items like, you know, I think, I think, uh, and don't quote me, uh, I think like a tank was referred to as a turtle. So they made, you know, reference the turtle in the native language mm-hmm. as a tank. Yeah. So, I mean, it, things like that symbolism that went, uh, that was, uh, natural to, to them. And, uh, it was, it was great. No, it's, it's long overdue. They needed recognition many, many years ago. And unfortunately the 29 that have, uh, have left uh they don't they're not seeing it and uh and it's i'm glad it's a start arizona's least recognizing it but it truly should be a uh, a national holiday yep case closed we got uncle steve to say should be and <laughs> should there be we go. That's a, well i don't have any sway with uncle joe so i know i know and nobody <laughs> seems to do it. and it's you know that's one of those things that should be a no-brainer and i'm not trying to be yeah. political but that's one of those things i mean they helped us win the war for god's sakes using radio and i think the amateur radio community really appreciates this when they do the navajo exactly. code talker day on the radio oh, oh man i'm 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 coming like i'm trying to get that it's just it's a respect thing yeah um, the special event yeah i try to get uh, make a least check in uh, every year so it's fun to work those guys and i'm really happy to hear them on the air Good morning to everybody that is uh, coming by, and good morning, or whenever you listen to the audio version of this show. Today we will be talking about some of your projects. I put the call out, Steve, on some of our social media. Sometimes I, I say it like that to make myself sound a little more, you know, it doesn't work. It doesn't work. But some of the projects uh-huh. that uh, we put oh, out, see, nice. I put it there on the... Um, the Facebook page just to see what everybody was working on within the shack. So we can kind of, we can scroll through these. There's not a ton I of like them. I like that. The, uh, the single operator two radio setup. That's something I've always thought about for a while that, uh, for many years. And it's like, well, how do I do that? Or, well, I could do it, but it was just like, how do I lay it out? And then, and then, you know, that getting it all laid out, that's, that's the easy part. It's mm-hmm. just the operating with it and uh, spending time and, you know, working out the kinks between the ear right yeah if you're new uh welcome here maybe put in the chat that you're new the chats are going by i can kind of see them a little bit better now now than i used to Uh, so i see there's activity and i appreciate that um but let us know and talk to the folks there in the chat because uh very friendly people yeah so trent's working on that ricardo he's uh getting rid of his old computer installing a new one adding uh more monitors so that's cool so he's working on getting that cut over too (laughs) (laughs) yes that's uh and getting all your data off your old computer and mm-hmm. migrate it onto a new one so yeah it's a thing that's, that's another that's another project i've seen these operators <clears throat> pardon me and they have these wonderful monitors i mean monitors are just sexy you know what i mean like uh-huh. m- think about master control in like a television station and all the monitors or when they have like exactly. 30 cameras in a baseball game um you know, it's just super cool, but where I'm positioned, I can't really hang anything. It would be like hanging and swinging because the room is out actually in front of me. I'm in the corner of my shack. And we uh-huh. kid, 
talking about cleaning up in the shack, I mean, that's pretty much what I need to do. I went to find a sticker today, one of the uh, 100 watts in a wire stickers. Uh-huh. And I don't know, I must have given it away, but it's not where it's supposed to be with the others, you know, and some are saying, see, child, just buy it, you cheap. It's in the shack. It's, <laughs> it's in the shack somewhere. It's also in the shop. I'm going to have to buy new ones. I just can't figure it figure it out. But anyway. Well, it's the principle of it. Yeah, you can buy new ones, but it's the principle of knowing that it is in the shack and it is hiding from you. So you just need to retrieve it and, uh, and find it. But you know what will happen? Go buy some new ones and then the other ones will show up. Of course. I have no idea what I've done with them. Fails. And I just can't find it. I thought about sticking one on my mug today because uh, I tried late in the day. I switch over to like a decaf and it would be good to mm-hmm. know. So now, technically not switching over, I can't switch over yet until I can ide- identify what well, I'm drinking. I so I just, I think I just need to stay. So anywho. Yeah, exactly. I can get my. Yeah, get your mug. Watching a wire mug. Get my mugs. Get so your I mug. got, uh, you know, it's a Mickey Mouse operation here. It is a Mickey Mouse go. operation. Perfect. <laughs> He's talking in code. Talk about the code talkers. Oh, now I just need to know the Navajo language. <laughs> Jesse says but, he's uh, uh, completely redone the inside. What's becoming his new his ham shack uh, used to be a storage mm-hmm. shack. Now insulated, heated, and cooled with fresh drywall, just lacking paint and flooring. Wow, that looks great. That looks cool. He's working yeah, on it, man. You got a de- designated room. That's cool. Yeah. And that's another good spring project is uh, doing your shack, redoing it. Uh, just pull everything out uh, and uh, get rid of all the dust bunnies and things like that. But I want to show you a product we I use a lot need to come these back days. Here. Let me come back and over this, to you. Uh, so let me get into here a little bit. This is, this is just a little roll of it right now. So, but this is Velcro. This is, uh, you can get it at Amazon. You can get them in a, like a 75 foot roll. And what you do is you just take a pair of scissors and you, and you cut them and you wrap them around. Uh, so you could take this and just wrap it around like the microphone here and tie up your cables and, Mm -hmm. uh, kind of hard to see with the black, but no, I got you. uh, You can cut them to length too. Yeah. And you cut them to length and away you go. But the nice thing about them, if you make them long, then you can like bundle all your cables together and then when you have to move cables around um you don't uh you you can just reuse them it's not like you you can use zip ties and things like that but then you're gonna gotta cut them and then that's and if uh and a lot of people don't cut zip ties right so there'll be like a sharp edge in there mm-hmm. so when you reach behind your equipment now you're gonna come now out with bleeding, a bloody hand or cleaning arm. Up blood it's you know it's all <laughs> exactly now you got a biohazard going on but this stuff is really really good it uh, works really well um we use it uh, a lot uh, these days uh, if you're doing any uh, network cabling um this is what you use with uh cat six cabling so uh yeah, Amazon. I looked it up the other day, and it was like $21 or something like that for a 75-foot roll, and you just cut the length, and, and away you go. So, we, And then they have other ones that are little, you know, they're little short six-inch ones. You can go with that, but I like the, the rolls. So this yeah, is for me, it's roll. a, <laughs> for me, in the shack is a lot of cable management. I do tinkering. Mm-hmm. As much tinkering as I do with the show and whatever stream we're doing, you know, it's kind of an ongoing process. But in the shack, it's the same way. And it makes me yeah. nuts. I'm not the kind of guy who enjoys seeing a disemboweled uh, wires and cables all over. So I'm kind of not nutty, but 
I, I like cable management, and that's kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. Once you've been pulling thing out of drawers, and where is my stupid sticker? Like you know, I've, oh, you just totally ruined. And my bench, my bench mm-hmm. is a catch-all for granola bar that's wrappers. For I mean, you talk about whatever kids kids are mm-hmm. doing stuff. I've got stuff all over there, you know, soldering <laughs> irons. I should have taken a picture of it to show you, but you know, that's oh, kind you of. you don't even want to see my bench right now. It's a total disaster, and I want to rebuild it, re- redo the shelving. I got a, a a Tate repeater sitting on the bench. They're taking up a bunch of space, and it's like, mm-hmm. oh god, I gotta, you know, get this thing in service, and uh, it's just. Uh, yeah, <clears throat> that's a that's another project. I mean, they, we have a lot of projects. So we, you know, we have the spring cleaning, and that would be a good time to um, you know, clean out the shack and uh, kind of straighten it up and vacuum the carpet if you have carpet in there, or mop the floor and get rid of the dust bunnies, and that'll go a long way with the XYL. Let's look at a few more and of these before we get to our our news stories, and we can come back and talk about this today. We're not overstacked today with the show, so we can come back and do some more of these. Oh, uh, let's see, moving, Jim's moving uh, the shack. Okay, good for yeah. you. He's added a grounded yep. get uh, your, 110. Uh, and then, um, yeah, get uh, get 220 in your shack, even if you don't have any of the equipment uh, right now that will require 220. But just having it there is... Uh, Will be you'll be way ahead of the game so if you're doing electrical wiring already you might as well just add another circuit and at least get one uh, 220 circuit in into your shack my sister it's amanda is uh relocating the washer and dryer that are currently in the shack i i understand the feeling sis i totally understand the feeling sometimes <laughs> during the uh, sunday net Morning, amanda. you'll hear ding i have to say at the buzzer <laughs> We've, the score is 88 to 85. It's a close one, but, you know, life is happening. <clears throat> life is happening. Oh, yeah. Terry's got himself a, uh, an onion. He's uh, while he's listening mm-hmm. to the radio. Okay. Let's see. Worked on Excellent. cleaning the shack. Want to revisit a window pass-through. Those are interesting. We should build one of those, Steve. They're so easy to do. We could do a, we could do a pass-through build. Put it on the bench. Oh, yeah. So many things. Yeah. Solar power shack. Uh, Kelly's a big... Uh, uh, he likes to uh, do a lot of the uh, off-grid uh, type of preparations type of things. Uh, Mark, my brother in Maryland. Let's see. Yeah, it is cold. It's be in the 30s. Cold. Oh, That's yeah. It's going to be, you know, Hawaiian shirt day, you know, there in Maryland. <laughs> You're <laughs> amping up for your trip this, uh, this oh, time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Scott's taking a beginner gla- uh, class of CW Ops Academy. Good for him. Uh, nothing but good reports on go. that program. Oh access panel for cables into the new shack that's that's always good i think get all your grounding outside Mm -hmm. but i like the pass through rex is working on the uh, aprs digi peter so and lots of good stuff david uh listening to the big guns working dx flushing the system and replacing ac compressor sdr uh, transceiver is uh, dudley thank you dudley Here's Matt just finished restoring a Valiant. They're so nice. beautiful. Look at that. Nice. Oh, they're so beautiful. Good so job, cool. Matt. Beautiful. That's awesome. Way to go. Organizing cable Organizing management. Some of the, <laughs> That's what we're talking <laughs> the about. Millions of wires. <laughs> exactly. That's it. And if you can, try to label them. 
they'll save you a lot of time down the road. Especially when and, you disconnect uh, them. Where, who goes where and what with what. I try to do mm -hmm. color coordination um, with my amp. Color coding is uh, really big uh, on uh, like your coax cables. It's, uh, having, a, having a color code scheme, you know, uh, you can go down to the big box hardware stores or even your local and uh, find these uh, just these color tapes are like you know just vinyl tape and then uh, and just get different colors and uh, when you run out of the single colors then you double stack them so you can have like blue orange and and then blue green and then orange red or white yellow so you can kind of mix it up a little bit if you have that many cables but uh, so I I have my cables uh, from the tower coming into the uh, to the access box or the entrance box to the shack and i just have you know a piece of uh, color tape on it and it just kind of lets me know and then the corresponding jumper that goes into the shack i have the same you know same color so it's what i do when we get lightning around here is i just go outside and i start disconnecting the jumper cables that's how i isolate uh, uh and then uh, when the storm has passed then i just go back out there and it's like well which cable was what color code it boom 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 you're done and back in business so simple little things uh, it, yeah it takes a little bit of time up front but in the long run it saves you a lot of time yeah for sure and frustration too i mean there's something to be said mm -hmm. about being oh, completely confused and when you confuse yourself i do this <laughs> i don't know if you guys all do this but i confuse myself and when i do it's oh. super super dramatic i don't like anyone <laughs> i hate myself i want to just quit the you know like it really does help to get things uh, squared away. But, you know, there's some days where it's raining and you're back there and you're just holding the, uh, <laughs> what is this one? <laughs> I don't know. Better text Steve. I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> where does this doing. go? <laughs> oh, how are you? Back, 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 back. You know, all that sort of I'm stuff. I'm pissed off. <laughs> I, I did Again. this. <laughs> Again. Again. <laughs> All right, we're gonna uh, we're gonna send Stevo to uh, the chat for a little bit. We're gonna come back and uh, talk to some news. So we'll come back with my brother and sister from Amateur Radio Newsline right after this. The ICOM seven hundred five is your perfect QRP companion, as you have base station features and functionality at the tip of your fingers. But it's in a portable package covering HF six meters, two meters, and seventy centimeters. This compact rig weighs in at one kilo or just over two pounds. With RF direct sampling for most of the HF band and IF sampling for frequencies above 25 megahertz. It's got that large 4.3 inch color touchscreen with live band scope and waterfall. And the perfect accessory for the IC705 is the optional backpack. It's the LC192. It has a special compartment for the IC705 and room for accessories for soda activations or just a day in the park. Visit icomamerica.com amateur for more information on all ICOM radios. scenario if we wanted to hear them uh-oh uh-oh we got a problem we got a problem let me come back let me come back what happened i got a problem i'm gonna have to bring old stevie back in here because i got you got you guys set up and then it's not right it's not right 
Oh, no. Are you alive? I got to fix my <laughs> friends. I got a problem down oh, there. Yeah, fix gonna... your friends. I was just getting ready to... Uh, you, read the ch- to you read the chat to us and tell us chat. what's going on. I was on. about to uh, talk to Pastor Joe. He, he, uh, he lost his laptop and uh, it died. So he needs to reload it and put all his programming in. It was like, well, you know, Pastor Joe, if you don't put those Red Sox stickers on your laptops, they'll last longer. Well, what what also happened is, uh, let's see, let's see if I, it's just not taken with my friends here. This is not good. I got a, I got a weird look going on with my friends. (laughs) This is not a good thing. I don't know. Where are you? You guys don't worry. I'll figure this out. But, he'll fix you. I'm trying to fix them. I don't know why we, uh, we can't get that going right. That's all right. It was. All right. Well, tell me more about the, uh the thing here and i'm just wondering oh we got green we got the green screen the green i see everybody right it's just not taking it i don't want to put them out there like that anyway tell me about the chat what's going on over there oh they're everyone's talking about doing their uh let's see so we've got the code talkers and the pastor joe has to change uh, laptops uh so it looks like uh we got some computer uh work going on and then, oh, earlier I saw a uh, message in the laptop um, about uh, replacement of an element, a, a radial element uh, on a six-meter antenna. Uh, if you can use copper pipe, and yes, you can use copper pipe or any, you know, aluminum or copper wire, thick wire would be, would be good. So, yeah, John, you can uh, go ahead and use a, a piece of copper pipe if you got it there for a, a radial on a six-meter antenna. So, and then let's see what else we have going. And uh, there's NICs and someone's doing their, (laughs) well, the socks are going into the O's on the opening day. Mm -hmm. Oh, well, the O's will take care of business. So the really bizarre thing, and I have to ask Karen and Paul, if we want to do this, it's, it's the weirdest thing. I've got you all set up, but your uh your backdrop's not not holding for me today for some reason and i can see i can see that it's there this is just live this is how it goes but i don't want to put my friends out there in a weird way that makes them feel uncomfortable so we gotta so we have an interesting question that's uh yes you ever hear about 40 meters triggering uh ft8 on 40 meters triggering uh garage door openers and uh yeah, Ian responded. Yes, there's a lot of there's a lot of stuff that uh, forty for some reason forty likes to get into a, a lot there. of equipment. But uh, I got Paul. The, like Paul's uh, there. Where's my girl? Not Paul, there. I'm getting mad at this. But I got Paul. We got Paul. Look at him. Look at his watch. I, I pay him so much money that. Uh, wow. You know. You know, Paul. That's. Tacky. I don't pay him at all. He's like, no, that's not what I'm doing here. Let me. I want to just get Karen sorted out. I'm just confused. So, uh, there we go. I think. I think but I um, yeah, the way to eliminate some of that, there. Yeah, gotcha. Hold uh, on one second. Go back. There, Don. Uh, Don Z is uh, maybe put some ferrites on the uh, on the leads that are coming from your uh, your button take. on the side where you open it up, and then uh, the um, and I would start with there because that was uh, where it's probably coming in. So 
put a, a ferrite bead up at the garage door opener. Wrap the wires Just a couple, can't get. couple of wraps around a, a ferrite uh, bead. But you're working. Everybody's working. We're just talking. I got Paul. We're just. We got some reason. <laughs> for some reason, so, I cannot get Karen's uh, screen to work with me. I know why. Hold on. She's gonna hate me. She's gonna hate me. I'm gonna be in so, so much trouble. So just for everyone to know, as uh, <laughs> as we're kind of talking over each other, we're using new software. So it's kind of the growing pain. So we appreciate everyone. Uh, so patience on this and uh she, she looks great hey. if we could just get that to take just do that for me <laughs> She's and i was not checking my Our watch day. to i i got a text from karen i was looking at that she's like the hell with this show we're out we're out of here <laughs> well that was that was more or less the gist of it i know it i know it she's so I, I you know it's I, I don't need this amateur hour. Let's just go. I know. It's like, why are we doing this again? Why? <laughs> but I got you all right. You're going to have to do it all because I can't get her sorted out. I got a weird weird thing going on. Why or, don't, I, you know, you it, know this it, is, it needs to be the other live. way around. She can, she can fly with the green screen, I'm thinking. She's think a trooper. So? You think so? Okay. Well, if you it's say all so. about the content. If you say so. Now you're both under it. Now we're both just, that way. This is ridiculous. It's solidarity as a team. <laughs> let's just let's just do it. Let's just do it. Let's just do it. This is my fault. I've got a I've got a weird painting behind my friends there. But anyway, thanks for enduring that. That was uh that was <laughs> kind of traumatic. <laughs> I don't do live like this. This is uh Christian, it's called green screen because it's not ripe yet. That's I see. why. I see. Yeah, something that's is, all. It's just weird. not ripe yet, that's all. I promise I will work on it. We got it yesterday, which is the weirdest thing in the land. But uh, anyway, so while the people are waiting, look at this. Look, I can just do this while you're here. Let me just you're go ahead and magical. I just needed that extra attention. It's something you're my magical. mother. Whiskey in your coffee. Ah. There you go. There you go. All right. Look at this. Are we good or this what? This is the portion of the program where I invite my friends <laughs> to join me. We're just going to start over like it never, ever ever happen <laughs> yeah. uh, Karen is here Paul is here from Amateur Radio Newsline and this is the part of the show where we pick two stories one of the stories you may have uh, heard about another perhaps you should have heard about or we feel that you you might uh, enjoy listening to and I can tell from Karen who always uses the uh, green screen to give a hint of what she might want to be talking about uh, what do you got going on where uh, you are today Karen Oh, this is this is my favorite. I'm first going to show my mug. Everybody's been showing their mug this morning. Okay. Last man standing. We uh, wrapped up yeah. our activation. Uh, believe it or not, close to 88,000. Close wow. to 88,000 contacts. Uh, I Even within minutes of coming on the air here, I was texting with NO2C, our fearless leader, Lou. And I said, Lou, are we at 88,000 yet? Can I say 88,000? He says, well, not yet, but we're close. Remarkable. This was an incredible week for everyone who activated as this show went into its final week of production. Uh, John was there, Lou, Sally, every, Paul. I, I think you were in there somewhere, weren't you, Paul? Mm -hmm. I was. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what we found is that we not only are so grateful for this show, 
putting amateur radio in such a good light during its long, successful run. But we, all of us, really enjoyed doing the event. We're still in the chat room. We set up, uh, Lou set up a chat room for us, and everybody is still in touch with one another as if the event is still going on. We've got a pileup in the chat room now that we're working. It's remarkable. We want to do more special events now. I think uh, I think Last Man Standing has created a monster. <laughs> we're going to take over the bands calling QRZ night and day. We are addicted to this. Yes, 88,000. It will, it will probably exceed that once all the logs are tallied. That is big news. That says a lot about the power of amateur radio. It says a lot about the power of friendships that can be made when you take hams from Canada and the U.S. and make them a team. Make them a team working toward a common goal. Wasn't there like 80 80, uh, operators scheduled to run? I think there were more than... No, no, I think there were about that. I think there were maybe even more. Well, Uh, it's such a significant... uh, And Mm -hmm. I've talked to John on the show, and, you know, it's it's interesting how just a little bit of amateur radio can go such a long way. I mean, he... I think he was a little surprised, too, by the fact that you could just put it in there and a hint of it, just a nod, a tip of the hat to amateur radio and... There were some spots throughout that series where, you know, he was on the radio, in the radio room, that sort of deal. But it wasn't so over-the-top ham radio, but just a little bit. You want to talk to the effects of uh, what a show like this could do to our community and how this event sort of coalesced uh, and pulled us all together? Well, it shows, first of all, what John's goal was in producing the show. It showed amateur radio accurately. Mm-hmm. That was his goal, and he said it many times. He wanted it to be shown accurately, properly, and with the respect it deserves, and it certainly got that. Uh, what it also shows is that <laughs> families do stay together, <laughs> even when one member or two uh, happen to be hams, that it does become integrated into family life. It becomes part of family life. It doesn't mean necessarily you're going to be in the shack with the door closed all the time but we won't we won't go there some of us do get a little obsessive uh but it it does show the world that this hobby has not gone away that it's taken on extra significance especially certainly in the last year i think and that was an unintended consequence it will have a lasting impact I think, going forward, too, on how amateur radio is portrayed in all media, movies, TV, anything else. You can't go back now that you've achieved this standard. I think John set the bar pretty high. Paul, what do you think? I totally agree with with that. Um, The the last thing that she was speaking with is that quite often in, in, in media, ham radio is used as a joke. It's you know it's the subject of a joke. It's it's showing uh, like really nerdy, stuck in the basement, not normal people. And this showed that the guy was a successful businessman, just a regular guy operating and talking to other people. And I, I think it showed that 
you know, rate. I mean, if you, you know, those of us who are here know that there are some of the people on that end of the spectrum. But I mean, there's also rock stars and successful CEOs and, and monarchs of countries who are ham radio operators. So it, it covers all walks of life in all social levels. And I think that really shows. And the one thing that I was amazed at working as uh, one of the Slash 9 stations was just how polite people were working us. Um, I mean, I've heard enough, you know, when, when I tried in vain to work like Navassa and Pitt Cairn Island, uh, where I know there was no chance anybody was going to hear me. I'm just sitting back and listening to the really obnoxiously rude people working those pileups. And I was amazed at how polite everybody was as I was trying to pull people out of the noise. And people would wait, and and I, I've actually had a few where I've made a contact with them, and then I tried, because I'm always the little guy on the bottom of the pileup. So I'm aware of that, and I listened for some of those little guys, and I tried pulling them out. And I had a number of guys saying, hey, I can hear them, let me relay. So another ham who was in the pileup stood back for a second and said, let me help that guy get a contact. And then we can we can do this, and that just blew my mind. At how, I mean, I heard some people that weren't, but for the most part, everybody, um, everybody that I worked was very polite and, and very cooperative and just happy to be here and happy to work us, and that was really an amazing experience. Final thoughts on uh, anything on that, uh, and Karen? Absolutely. Uh- I not only was an activator, I also was a chaser. Mm-hmm. I didn't get a clean sweep, and I don't care. I feel like I won the big prize just by being a part of this. And I found that even in being a chaser, uh, having the advantage of being a YL, I could be heard a little better than the OMs because the voice is different with a YL. I think most YLs will tell you that. And once or twice you would hear, hey, there's a YL in there. Uh, can you get the YL or let me get the YL? I open the door for the lady. I'll walk through. I have no mm-hmm. problem with that. So, uh, again, what, what Paul says I want to underscore, people were great. People were great. I would do this again tomorrow. There were people who took days off from work to do this. It is just such an uplifting feeling. So, well done, everyone. 88,000, we hope, and mm-hmm. going strong. Paul, what do we have for story number two? Well, I've been in the past talked about the uh, the new expedition to Mars, and we talked about the Ingenuity um, helicopter drone, and that's getting ready to fly, I think, in about a week. Um, this story just came up this week. Behind me is a picture of the original Wright Flyer uh, on its first flight at Kitty Hawk, and why that ties in is because the uh, Carillon Historical Park in Dayton, Ohio, cut a little like postage square, uh, postage stamp sized piece of the fabric from one of the wings of the original Wright Flyer, and they sent it to NASA, and that was installed. It's inside the Ingenuity, so that flew all the way to Mars, and sometime after the eighth, when that little puppy takes off and flies. And a piece of the original airplane is going to go flying on Mars. And I just think that is so freaking cool. Um, that's 
I mean that that was that's just a heartwarming thing, and the the descendants of uh, Wilver and Orbel um, gave their blessing to it and said, "Yeah, please, let's do this." And uh, so it it I mean the the first flight was less than the wingspan of a 747, but this little piece made a flight of 300 million miles. That's funny. What do you think, Karen? What I love about this is it shows continuity and respect for history. Who would have thought back in the day when those two brothers were testing flight that this could happen? It gives you chills. It really does. I love the story. No, there wasn't ham radio involved in the first flight, but certainly radio communications are involved in what's going on on Mars. And I love the fact that there's such a respect for everything that went before, and that's what this is to me. It was a great, a great gesture. And it, it shows that, I mean, in, in 118 years, we went from just a short mm-hmm. hop uh, out, out on the, the field there at Kitty Hawk to Mars. That's one small step. Oh wait, no, that's that's no, that's <laughs> already been used. That's that's a difference. Yeah, mm. yeah, that's great. Oh, well, thank you for that. I appreciate your patience. We knew uh, some wacky switching would be happening on the thing, but uh, I kind of like moving it around. It's like the uh, cup. What is it? The cup thing? Where yeah. you where's shell the shell game? The shell game. Yeah, that's. I'm, I'm in a, mm-hmm. a human shell game with where's Paul? Oh, there mm-hmm. he is. But thank you for your patience, guys. I appreciate it. And hey, your your contribution great. to working. Uh, did you have any personal goals for Last Man Standing? Or it was kind of get on when you could get on type of deal? Or did yeah. you have anything? For me, it was just get on as much as I could. Um, the bands up here in the Chicago area were not friendly very much during the day. And a couple of evenings were pretty shot. So at that point, I, I would get on All-Star on my local repeater on two meters and I had people dial up our node and I worked them that way. So, and I was lucky and thanks to an assist on a relay from Karen, I did manage to get a clean sweep. So that was, that wasn't a goal. I was just working some stations in my off time. And then I started putting them on the sheet and I realized I'm only like four away Mm -hmm. from a clean sweep. Maybe I'll do this. So, but big, big props to Karen for that, that relay to get me to the, the station anytime. on the stage. Anytime. And I heard that you was on, my... Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. wait, I heard you on 80 meters, Karen. You were running on 80 meters, and it was mm-hmm. one of the early days. I don't know if you were on Tuesday night when things kicked off, but uh, when mm-hmm. I was actually plugged in, I remember yes. hearing you. You were faint in there, but I'm like, listen to her going at it. And, uh, yeah, the pileups were pretty crazy. Did you have personal goals? I did. Uh, my personal goals had less to do with me because I knew the likelihood of a clean sweep might not happen. My goal was to have as much fun as I could in the limited time that I had to get on the air because it was a busy week for me. Uh, But my goal was to get as many people into the log as I could and to try very, very hard uh, to hear people. Sometimes ham radio can be like a hearing test. Mm-hmm. Is that is that Zed? Is that Zed? Is that Tango? Is that Tango? <laughs> Raise your right hand if you hear. You know, it's like a hearing test. Uh, but my goal was to help people get in the log and accomplish what they wanted to do. So I did spend more time activating than chasing, and I'm very very happy with the way things worked out. Well done for everybody in that event. Awesome. Thank you for joining us. And if you uh, have a comment, please uh, put it in the comments below. And we will uh, address it if you want to talk about this even further. 
Uh, thank you to my brother and sister for patient. Very patient people. <laughs> Amateur radio operators are very patient people, I yes. think. I appreciate you guys. We'll see you again uh, real soon. Thanks for coming in. Take You're care. You're welcome. Right. 73. Main Trading Company is your one-stop ham radio shop in Paris, Texas. Find us on the web at mtcradio.com. We've been in business for 12 years. We take trades and love to help fellow hams trade up to a newer rig. Watch our used gear page on the web for great deals on older and even like new equipment. Main Trading is a mom-and-pop business owned by Richard and Christine Lenore. We hope you'll hop on the web and give us a try. Or give us a call at 903-737-0773. We're here hoping to earn your business with good old-fashioned friendly service. If you're in Northeast Texas, stop in and see us at 2707 Lamar Avenue. Main Trading Company, Surplus Electronics, and Ham Radio. All right. Good deal there. Good deal. Oh, we're getting a call. Let's see if we got you uh, here. We got everybody back at least. Hello, Steve. How are things? Oh, things are good. Yeah, we're got a shortage of frequency grease. So, but due to shortage the pandemic, of frequency grease. Grease. Yeah. Yes. Going to talk to so Paul we're, here. We're Sorry. Go ahead. Okay, so uh, yeah, just hang tight, guys. The the shortage will be over. <laughs> Here, hopefully soon. I'm gonna talk about well now that we got the Suez Canal uh, reopened. Uh, now they we lubed it up and got that thing grease. turned around. That's yeah. good. Yeah, that's probably that. where all the frequency grease went. Yeah, that's good. I'm I'm trying to make contact here with Paul. We can do this. Hopefully, uh, Paul, if you're listening, you got headphones in, uh, so we don't hear uh, comeback audio. Let's uh, let's give it a shot here. There's a good uh, ham radio story. You know, I love these ham radio stories. Mm-hmm. Uh, so what I'd like to do, let me see, I'll bring him up here and put him into the uh, into the show here. See, I hear Hi, a little Paul. audio coming back. If you've got your uh, YouTube open, let, let's uh, mute that. That'll help All us. All right. How's that? That's better. Okay, good, good. Yeah, uh, I was having problems uh, connecting with the video. For some for some reason, it just finally popped up on time. Yeah, it so popped up because I made it pop up, Paul. You were just kind <laughs> of call, you were calling and calling, and it, you were there, but I just hadn't brought you in. I still have well, a little I, echo. I, I, on I won't you. show you all the sores that I have uh, ripping my hair out because I thought it was a problem on my end. Yeah, I probably <laughs> should have mentioned that. I probably should have mentioned. I'll bring you in. I yeah, got a uh, just a little bit of a little bit of a loop coming back. Do you have another speaker open or anything like that? Uh, not that I know of. Hang on. It's not too mm. bad at all. It's just, uh, I can hear it coming back. It's usually a speaker somewhere, maybe on a computer. Yeah, but, I'm uh, coming through the computer. Okay. All right. Just saying hello to everybody in the chat, because I don't get to see uh, everybody uh, when the show comes on. This one I had uh, pretty well mapped out, I thought. And then it was like... Nope. Marbles were going. I was trying to gather the marbles up. I'm going to get a salty letter from Karen. She's going to be like, if you ever do that to me again, I am the editor of Amateur Radio Newsline. Pencils, I'll hear pencils (laughs) snapping. Like, oh, no. Well, remember, the software is playing a practical joke on you because it is, you know, a couple days past April Fool's Day. You know, it's just one of those things. When, When you go to expand your options... 
and want to grow. There's, you know, there's a bigger learning curve, but that's okay. Mm -hmm. So, Paul, what's going on with huh. you, man? You've got you've got a story to share, and we're we're interested. Oh yeah. Here. I believe my dad is also watching the show. Uh, I tried to get him into the chat earlier. It says I don't know if you'll see him um, in the chat room or not. I know he tried to. Uh, whoop. Hello. Hey, you're there. Did, yeah, we got did you. I lose you? No. Nope. Okay, great. No, you're here. Yeah. Uh, yeah, my dad was in the chat too. I thought he could probably uh, join in. My my wife had to leave abruptly. She uh, had her sister waiting for her. Today is her day. Today is her day to uh, spend with her sister. So I try not to. Uh, I I try not to you know screw around with that too much because she likes to spend a lot of time with her sister. She doesn't spend you know a lot of time with her. It's her older sister. So uh, mm -hmm. I I let them have their have their time, and she apologizes. No worries. But you've got a family but, uh, of hams, right? Talk about your family yes. of hams. Well, my dad my dad started it all. Uh, he uh like I say he was uh he was licensed back in the uh early 60s, uh, back before I was born. And uh so we I always had some type of radio, you know, in, in the house at at some point in time. Um we went to that the ham phase and we went through a CB phase for a while. Everybody in the family had CBs. And then, uh, then uh, he uh, when he moved to Florida, uh, fifteen. When they, he first moved to Florida fifteen years ago, um, he he uh, got his uh, he went back active again, and got his license and uh, really got into a really great club down in down in Florida. And uh, then uh, we we just went down to visit. He says, you know, says uh, you ought to get into Hamburgo. We got some really great people down here. It's a, it's a great hobby, and I I think you'd you'd really enjoy it. And and I was and I always liked playing with the radio because we had uh, growing up we you know hung around with you know people that had ra that you know, had ham radios and licenses, and I would always go down there and you know play around with the radio and see what you know see what stations i could pick up and and that was you know when i was you know real little so i always grew up with it and had it so i says ah, why not says i was getting a little older i needed another challenging hobby that uh that, that i needed to fill my brain up with and uh, not my driveway but uh so uh i i secretly started uh i secretly started uh studying and uh, and then after about a year, um, I thought, well, I, I think I'm ready to get to get my test. And I and I just did this out of the book and online courses and online courses um, with uh, with different uh, different channels on YouTube. And then uh, I was getting ready to take my my license test. And uh, once I took my test, well, once I was getting ready to take my test. Um, um, I can't remember what. Oh, I um, we were supposed to go down to a local ham fest down in the lower part of the state, and uh, we got a late start. And by the time we got down there, the la uh, the two of the VEs that were down there giving the test left. So I was I was basically screwed. So that kind of blew my blew my whole day. And then uh, the next day, I, told, I talked to my dad. I said, well, says, I was going to surprise you with my license test and, you know, because I was going to take it yesterday. He says, well, I didn't even know you were studying. I said, yeah, I was going to do it, you know, do it and surprise you. 
says, well, that is a surprise. It says, well, why don't you check it right up there at home? I said, well, I didn't know, you know, who to contact up there. He says, well, your your mother is good friends with the uh, VEC up there in your hometown and, and the local amateur radio club. He says, well, I'll just uh, give her a call and set you up with an appointment. And within two days, uh, she gave me a call and we set up the appointment and I had my, uh, and I took my test at the Fulton Amateur Radio Club that next week. Nice. nice. So then uh, we really got, in, uh, then uh, I got involved in the club, uh, really hot and heavy. I'm now the uh, vice president of the club. Wow. And uh, we really enjoy uh, field day. That, uh, that, was the, that was the eye opener for my wife. And uh, like I say, I apologize that she's not here. But uh, when uh, she got involved, I think it was the second year that uh, I was involved in field days. And uh, she heard that uh, we serve food there. And my, my wife is an excellent cook. She is an excellent cook. So she says, well, I'll come up and do the cooking for you if you want. Perfect. I said, well, sure. <laughs> says, we're, we're always looking for volunteers. And uh, and she came up, and uh, I picked her up that one morning. And uh, early in the morning, we, came, we went back out. And uh, she met everybody, and I showed her where the where the grill was and all the food and she just went right to work and I tell you everybody everybody absolutely fell in love with her and fell and fell in love with the food and uh, she got a lot of compliments and then uh, our our racy's radio officer uh, Fred KA2HPG uh, got it in her head she says well you know you should get your ham radio license and she says, well, I don't know about that because I'm not very smart and this isn't my, you know. She says, he says, well, you ought to do it. So we need to get more people like you and no, you know, more YLs, you know, into the, you know, into the club and, and into the hobby. And plus we could use, we could use another XYL as a, uh, as a net control officer on our, net, on our, on our daily net at night. No, I really, said, well, they just wanted another cook. They just wanted another <laughs> cook. Yeah. So. <laughs> But uh, so yeah, so 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 after after a couple of months of you know prodding her, you know, because she would also go to our monthly meetings, you know, to to join oh, in to great. see what was going on. Of course, I, I probably dragged her to those, but but she but she has but she had a good time. And uh, so when she de- finally decided to uh, uh, take the uh, go to uh, take the uh, classes at our. Uh, um, uh, at our radio club and uh, passed the test with flying colors and she, of course she was really nervous with that too but uh, she passed it with flying colors and then I just I actually mentioned to her I says well how about now that you have your license how about taking my dad's old or original call sign which was WA2FIZ and uh, she says yeah that'd be a great idea because I, I wanted to do it myself but my son uh, after I got my ticket my son made me a nice plaque with uh, with my call sign on it so I didn't have the uh, I didn't have the heart to change it after that so I said well says we got another chance to do it so why don't we uh, so if you want to do it says uh, we'll, uh, we'll let that go and uh, so she says yeah that, that's great so uh, as soon as she got her uh, her ticket we uh I got into the uh, FCC database to see if my dad's call sign was still available, and uh, luckily it was. And within, I believe, within a month, it was uh, it was transferred over to her. Wow! Perfect. Cool. 
So now we're one big happy ham family. <laughs> Do you have to have separate shacks? <laughs> no, no, no. She really does. She really doesn't get on the radio. So I, I thought she would, but uh, she told me she doesn't get on the radio because I told her. Or she told me that I yelled at her one time for saying ten four, but uh, I I don't remember that was me. Well, I, I just want to let you know, Paul, that uh, I think that you do need two shacks if you smell what I'm cooking or if you smell what Julie is cooking. Am I right, Steve? I mean, uh-huh. he he doesn't need just one shack. I mean, come on. No, he's going to need. Gonna if need. I had the room for two, believe me, I, there'd be two in here. <laughs> but Steve, I, put a hole but, in the but wall, I, Paul. I, I'm, I'm, just, I'm stuck in a small <laughs> corner in my bedroom. That 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 that's that's where my uh, th- this is my area right here. So, but I, I've to- I've told her many many times. I said you can come up and use the radio anytime that you want. This is I've got I got a two meter radio up here, and that I took out of the car. I brought it in here. It's a it's a Yezu Fusion radio. That you know, if she wanted to get on System Fusion or Wires X and mm-hmm. talk to people around the world, she can do that with just her license. Um, she did. Perfect. She did take her general course, mm-hmm. but um, but she did she didn't complete it because uh, we um, something came up and we had and we had to leave, and uh, she didn't get to take her test in time. So, but she is going to be. Uh, I, I think I'm going to prod her a little bit more, and uh, once we get uh, club meetings back, and I'll I'll have the rest of the club to to help me, you know, push push her along. Well, you tell Miss Julia the, the that shoves. you tell her we said hello, and that you need to get her her own shack because apparently you're over her shoulder a little too much and telling her what to do. I'm gonna have to come in there and sort you yeah, out a little bit. She, 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 she is HF here at station. night. Oh, well, she is here at night all by herself because because I work nights and she's got the whole shack to herself. I see. So, so she doesn't have she doesn't have to push me away. So she works days, I work nights. So I, I do my I do my radio play during the day while she's at work, and 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 she does whatever she does here at night, all by herself or okay. with the dog. So, but but I but I have opened it up to her. I told her says you can you can open this you know you can play with it all you want. Says okay. you're not. It's a good radio. So you're not going to screw it up. But even if you do screw it up, I'll just do a reboot and bring it all mm-hmm. back to factory specs and start it all over again. So okay. it does. It doesn't matter. I've got okay. time. You're supporting her. I understand. I, I'm, I'm supporting her very much. Very well, thanks much. for stopping by, man. I and best to uh, your family there, the family of hams. I appreciate all that. That's yeah. that's such a cool thing when you can share those stories. Yeah. Well, I I have. A lot of appreciation for all the people that uh, that brought me to where I am today. You know, you know the Fulton Amateur Radio Club, the um, the Citrus County, uh, Florida Amateur Radio Club. They helped me get my general license because um, uh, I was I just got done with my uh, general class. Was going to take the test next week, and then uh, we had an emergency down. Um, one of my parents had an emergency down in Florida, so we had to go down there unexpectedly. Mm-hmm. And then uh, we had uh, we had breakfast that following morning when we got down there Saturday morning, and uh, my uh, my father's club down there they have a breakfast meeting every Saturday morning at one of the local restaurants. So I got to meet a lot of the members down there of his radio club, 
and oh, uh, and one of the gentlemen that was there says, "Well, you know, my wife that's sitting right behind me. She's the uh, she's the VEC for our club. So if you want, says you can take your test down here." I says, "Well, yeah, I could probably do that." So when's your next meeting? He says, "Monday." Says be here Monday, and uh, you can uh, be here Monday uh, before the meeting, and uh, you can take your test. Oh, that's fantastic! So I, we went down, uh, crashed uh, their meeting down there, and uh, took their test and passed it. So Excellent. I got my general in another state, and I got to use my dad's shack to make my first HF contact. So it, it was pretty exciting. So I, I got a lot. Uh, I, I. Um, I'm very appreciative to my dad for for helping me and get getting me into this and helping me with getting well both of my tests in, but uh, it's great and uh, I I owe a lot to him. Well, well thank the you next big question is uh, is uh, when you're going to take your extra? Um, I I have the book for it, uh, but uh, I think I'm going to have to get a study buddy for that. Because there's a lot of a lot of electrical theory and things like that that I, I it's still way over my head. I even mm-hmm. bought a, a book of uh, beginning of electronics because uh, just just to get some of the theory on you know some of the uh, parts and things like that values just just to get an idea. Well, okay. look, if I can do it, you can do it. If I can do it, you can do it. That's all you need yeah. to know. Get that book. Yeah. Dig in when you just can. To- Practice, Same practice, here. practice. Right on. All right, That's brother. Thanks, right Paul. Got to, got to head out. But uh, thank you for sharing your story, man. Appreciate you. Okay, thanks, Christian. Thanks for putting me on. No worries, man. Uh, yep. Seven, we'll see you later. All right. Bye-bye. Seven, three. Let's take a minute to talk about what I feel is the most beneficial deal in ham radio today. It's when you become a sustaining member of 100 watts and a wire. Here's how it works. When you donate $25 or more, you will become a sustaining member for a year. And during that year, you get discounts from participating businesses. It's a win-win-win. The show gets your support. You get the discounts, a little more money in your pocket for your next project. And those businesses can earn your trust. Visit 100wattsandawire.com. Click the Sustaining Membership tab to learn how you can support the content you enjoy. And thanks. Okie dokie. Welcome back here. Uh, Steve-O and myself are here. There were some other things that were happening I wanted to, to share. Let's see if I can do this. Uh, projects that are happening in the shack that mm-hmm. we didn't get to. There's not a ton left to, but I wanted to just make notes of them. Uh, okay, 6-meter SDR transceiver. That's good. Randy, not a biddy. Uh, biggity, not a biddy. Not a biddy. But uh, recently cobbled yeah, together no a little audio uh, generator and small amp. Okay. Mm-hmm. I need to open that up. What, what's the rest of it? What's the magic? Well, Steven wants to add a uh, winch to a, the tilt-over tower so he can add a 2-meter, 70-meter beam. All right, nice. Very yeah. good. Nice. I got a winch that's on mine, and it just uh, it, mm-hmm. it it works, for one, and it also gives that stability, a little bit of stability when it's connected and upright. Uh, so I've done that myself there. Edwin wants to build the QRP at 40, 80 meter transceiver. Excellent. That's a good uh, spring project. Good deal. Working on the bench. And a couple over here. Pastor Joe. Uh, let's see. Very long power strip. 
uh, widely spaced yeah, outlets arrive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Need those. Change out my trans uh, and transition get, line. Get a couple of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you good to have transmission. Yeah, I've been hearing uh, guys talking about it on our local one of our local two meter repeaters here. Well, here in eastern Washington, uh, they're uh, talking about changing out feed lines uh, from the uh, from the winter. Uh, one uh, what si- basically sized up. I guess he was using either uh, 50, I think it was fifty eight for his HF uh, antenna, and then he now finally uh, replaced it with RG eight. So another good time to. Uh, you know, go out there and, you know, for the outside. I mean, today we were talking about uh, uh, inside the shack, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah, your feed lines and uh, even uh, looking at your jumpers uh, that go from your antenna switch to your radios. And and uh, so those, those are another options that uh, you can look into and bring clean up and remember to label. For sure. They'll save you time in the end. For sure. There was a question in the chat about the uh, fallout. Uh, the fallout will be in June, usually the second week of June. So we can check on the mm-hmm. uh, website, 100 Watts and a Wire, and find out a little more about that. I need to get cracking on that. I haven't really done too much. You uh, mean the spring tune-up? The spring tune-up. What did yes. I say? The fallout. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah fallout. I'm like, oh, did we move the fallout? <laughs> yeah, I don't know what I'm talking about anymore. I don't know yeah. what's happening anymore. Yeah, we have spring tune-up coming up just so... Yeah, we got to start talking about that and get ready for, uh, yeah, June, okay. just before field day. Edwin says he may need some help, Steve. I don't know what he needs help with, but uh, it's going to cost you at least one of those Apple things that they make. They they make all these great oh, yeah. Apple dishes there in uh, near Works Amsterdam, in the Netherlands. <laughs> Good grief. I'm, I'm, I'm bartering for you. I just need a small percentage of the pie, literally. There you go. So each week we uh, we collect your questions. Sometimes they arrive in the chat. Sometimes they come through email or Facebook, social media posts like that. Uh, Steve does not like to see those questions in advance, but uh, so we uh, we will do our best to answer these on the fly. A good variety this week. I'll just take the top few here since we got a little long in it, and I'd had to dance around the two stories thing. That was weird. But what are you going to do? All right, we got a question. It is what it is. It is what it is. My hex beam is just under my roof line. HOA situation. Do you think I'll be able to make contacts? Yes. That plain is, you will make contacts. It's, I've chatted with guys that had 80 meter dipoles on their fence, just a wooden fence, and they just stay basically attached mm-hmm. to the top of the wooden fence, so five, six feet off the ground. And they were in Arizona, New Mexico. So, yes, you'll be able to make contacts with your with your hex beam below the uh, the roof line. So, go out, have fun. Yeah, just do it. Just, just work the do bands. it. Just do I, it. You'll, I had a, You'll be surprised where you'll be able to work. I had an early Elmer who um, had a hex beam, but it was sort of a. I think it was like a homemade one. He may have purchased it from somewhere, but he had a pole that uh, he could go out there and sort of turn it himself. Like he went right out back and he had an HOA and he couldn't go any higher than a certain port, like the pitch of the roof. And so, you know, he had ended up working tons of things, but he had a bit of a null where he would turn it 
a certain way and it was kind of hitting the house, that sort of deal. Okay. But there was a 180, wide open 180, and he made contacts. He never complained about it, but he was in an HOA type of situation like that. But I I remember putting mine up and Mm -hmm. just putting it on this uh, little roof because they're so, you know, they're wide. You know, it's for 20 meters and it's about 20 feet wide. And I had it sitting on one of these um, deals. You put like a television antenna on your roof. So it's a little tripod, not very high, a couple feet off the ground. And I sat it on top of this thing just so it didn't blow around or, you know, topple over. It gave it some stability at night, tied it off to a tree, connected the coax to it because it was mid-install. So it was sitting down low because it... It wasn't ready to go yeah, up so, quite yet. So what was it, five, six feet off the ground? Not even, not even. It was just, it, yeah, I'm, maybe, I'm let's remem- just say it was, was five. I was kind of remember three feet for some reason. Yeah. I remember we we yeah. were texting back and forth. It was like, do it, do it, do this it. This thing it. was tied to a tree. <laughs> it was on a low tripod, and it was just there for the night. And I couldn't help myself. I couldn't turn it or anything, but I, I just, and I think it was, I worked like Iceland or some weird thing. It was either like Norway, it was up north. And I was like, whoa, man, this is something. It's basically on the ground. So my advice is just to do it. Just do it and see. Do it. See where if there is any gnolls or anything like that. I mean, but who cares? Who cares? Yeah. I don't know what don't direction. Don't overanalyze it. Just just go out and Let's do get it. it up. I mean, you got nothing to lose, and uh, but a lot to gain. So just you'll be fine. Here we go. Here's another question. I saw a guy working maritime mobile with some portion of his antenna in the water. How does that work? Basically, he was using the water as his counterpoise. So you stick a piece of wire and, you know, to, to what you're doing is just electrically connecting the water to your antenna system. It's and uh, now you have this huge ground plane and water, especially salt water, is a, is a great um, equalizer. So also you'll see it, uh, people operating from the beach. So if they're out, of, out at the beach or the shore, depending on which coast you're on, and uh, you set up a, uh, a, a station there, um, you'll see guys run their, uh, just so if you have like a vertical setup, they'll take a, a piece of wire attached to the uh, what would be the shield of the coax, and they'll run that out into the water and uh, electrically connect the uh, the uh, ocean to your antenna system. Uh, D expeditions do it a lot too when they're out on a, these islands. They'll shut up, set up right next to the uh, to the water there, and uh, do the same thing. So I think it's a little. Water- it goes a, kind of against how we're wired. Pardon the pun. Is that exactly. you know you don't want to put water and wires mixing. Mm-hmm. So maybe that's why this uh, this question is. It, it gets confusing, but it's basically you're doing the the ground side or the counterpoise side of your antenna system. So it's mainly you'll see it with verticals. So you'll have your vertical, and then instead of ha- instead of having you know your radials all laid out. Uh, you just take one wire from where your radials would go and you just stick it out into the ocean or into the water. And uh, now you're basically connecting that body of water to your antenna system electrically with that piece of wire. Man, that's great. That's cool. Try it. I want to try it now. Try it. 
You'll like it. <laughs> You'll like it. We're enablers. Stick it in the water. Oh, yeah. Just stick it in the water. Just don't stick the vertical part in the water. Right. Another question. Ooh. I'm thinking about purchasing a used tower. Uh, what would be Ooh. a safety red flag? You got the right man Corrosion. for this one. Corrosion. Um, cracks. If there was uh, water in uh, in the tower lakes and it froze and you got some cracks, but corrosion, uh, you might not be able to get the full history of it. Uh, if uh, I was looking at it, I would also take a flashlight and try to look inside the uh, tower legs itself um, for uh, corrosion. That's going to be the the biggest thing. You, it will be pretty obvious if it uh, if there's there's cracks in the uh, in the tower legs or there's uh, the welds are uh, pretty shoddy or broken or really corroded. I, I'd stay away from it. It's your life is not worth it. I mean, tower sections are not that expensive uh, in the big scheme of things. I mean, they're 125, uh, 150 bucks, I think, is for round 25 for you know 10 foot sections. So it's, um, and you know, when you buy new, you're you, you don't you don't have to worry about everything, and it's it's everything is fine. It's used, it's I know we try to be frugal, but. You know, let that's one area you shouldn't cheap out. Towers and um, and then uh, safety gear when it comes to tower climbing and things like that. Uh, we like to cheap out on a lot of stuff, but that's one area we shouldn't. And uh, but uh, if it uh, is fairly recent and and you know the history of it, then then go for it. Yeah, I think you see sometimes, at least I have, and I may have even tried to contact you in the past about something like this, where a ham becomes a silent key. Uh, and if you're new to amateur radio, that's when a, a ham radio operator passes. We call them a silent key. And sometimes there's ways, you know, the club may be uh, the recipient of a donation on the behalf of this ham radio operator and sometimes mm -hmm. and I've seen I know this for a fact I think I've contacted you about you can come take his tower but you got to take down his antennas too and you know so it's sort of like mm -hmm. this bargaining situation and uh, I didn't I didn't go for it you know what I mean I think I need more people around me you know to take these things apart and and, and but it's like oh it's free a free tower yeah mm -hmm. I'll take it off your hands yeah but then and you then, may not know you, what you're getting into. Exactly. So good and, question. Uh, it could be uh, a lot of effort involved. And so, yeah, it, it's a sticky situation. It's sticky. When it comes to towers, I think we, you, you got to have somebody around you that knows from the concrete, putting those things in and getting it in straight and right. And, you know, for me, I, I'm going to need an Elmer around if I'm doing any sort of tower at any level. But that's just me. That's just me. Let's do one more here before we wrap up today. I want an HF radio in my vehicle. Can you explain the difference between grounding and bonding? Those words get kind of uh, turned, used uh, in concert sometimes, and I know there's some great well, resources they, out there. They are Bonding is a way to tie two like panels together, which becomes part of your grounding, but... Uh, 
of your and so yeah that's and there's ways to bond uh but you want to have you know good electrical connections uh between the panels and uh your frame and uh, i mean you want to bond everything possible i mean your hood to the body the body to the frame your exhaust system to the frame i mean they're they're ha- they're hanging usually by rubber uh hangers uh, like your exhaust system and the only place they're attached electrically is going to be up at the uh, the engine and then maybe through your o2 sensor too but uh yeah you want to get those bonded and bonding is you know attaching a, a you know two pieces of metal together and uh so what i recommend if you want to go in and put an hf rig there's there's a great website um k0bg it's uh he has a website that's dedicated for uh, mobile installations both uh, hf and vhf very ex- extensive amount of information in there you can you you could be on that site for days and not cover everything that that man has and uh it's i think it's k0bg but just uh look for a google search for uh, mobile uh HF installations and his site should come up. There's a lot of information in there and resources uh, on that page that uh, he goes in depth on uh, with uh, ground bonding and he talks about it uh, and why it's important. But uh, so look at that. Okay, that's good. All right, very well. Thank you. You can uh, send your questions. You can put them in the chat now. Put a queue. We have a form there. I think we can. Uh, you can send them directly to us. We'll pick up all the questions as they they come, and we'll answer them as best we can. Talking about towers, uh, we put up a video that Steve did earlier in the week uh, about the uh, the knots, the prusik, prusik, the the prusik, prusik, the prusik knot, prusik yep. knot, which I've mastered. <laughs> I can't even say it. But, uh, yeah, if you go on the channel, and uh, we put it up yesterday. So it was uh, Steve up on the tower talking about the Pressic Knot and how he uses it. You may want to check out that video as well. And hopefully we'll do some more things from the tower uh, as we go. But check that out. That's a, a new one there. Thank you for all the questions. Thank you for your patience as uh you know, ground control is kind of like, you know, oh, is it like on a flight, you know, like hit, hit a little turbulence there, but I appreciate that. And I find that hams especially have a great uh, capacity for either patience or just, that's okay. Rolling with it. Yeah, I mean, I may get some salty emails from like, you sure one of them dumb some of my beard, you know, one of those, <laughs> but I, that that's normal. I'm kind of immune to those, but... I appreciate uh, that as we kind of navigate this. It's a next level for me um, Mm -hmm. software for doing the live streaming because I love being in the the stream and kind of keeping on the air and in the stream really is kind of my thing. I'm enjoying that. Um, So to be able to do other things, bring other people in, it just takes a little bit of a learning curve. Tomorrow night we are on the air again and in the stream, I think. Tomorrow's Easter, though, so Easter. I don't Tomorrow's know if uh, we'll Sunday. have operate, uh, operators tomorrow. But uh, Ian, Ian, uh, I saw Ian post, so maybe Ian's going to run for the first hour. So we'll see. I don't know. I didn't talk to I'll you about there. this. 
You're going to be there? Okay. Sometimes oh, yeah. these holidays, see, I don't know. Sometimes the holidays become a thing like, okay, I need to now get away from you guys. We're going to give you the excuse, like <laughs> so, on Last Man Standing. You remember the episode where Tim went down into the, uh, yeah, that's right. the Thanksgiving and he went down into the shack with Boyd. To, and uh, so here's your excuse to uh, break get away on the for radio. a little bit. Yeah. Join so us on the 100 Watts and a Wire Sunday Night Net. So we'll be there tomorrow, 7 o'clock Central. Go ahead and join us, and you'll be able to uh, get all that information. But um, you can follow on NetLogger. You can also follow on um, the social media. We put all that stuff together for you. Appreciate everybody who stopped by in the chat. Uh, hopefully we met some new people, and um, you had a good time through the turbulence. We landed. We're in paradise. Yep. We're in paradise. All right, Steve, have a great day. We're walking away from the landing. We're going to have, this will be a gardening day. This will be a big gardening day. I've got a lot of compost to move with the tractor and got to get those blueberries covered and the raspberries need to be covered. The beds have been sorted out and filled in, but yep. today is going to be one of those nice days yeah. here. And uh, Same here. We're going to fire up the uh, the gardening implements, the, the tractor, the garden tractor, and then uh, the lawnmower and doing some of that, then... Got to run down to the fire station and clean up a couple of rigs from uh, this week. Mm -hmm. uh, we've been pretty busy, so All right. So it's going to be a, a fun-filled day. Off you go, friends. All right, we will uh, say 73 for now. Uh, look out for each other and yourself. And by all means, if you can, please try and stay above the noise. 73, guys. 73, everyone. To join the 100 Watts in a Wire community, visit 100wattsinawire.com.